Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Match with Livy. Clearly I am fucking Livy. You guys, I am back to reco- I am back to recording the podcast um like videotaping it so you can check that out on my YouTube channel at she is Livy if you want to watch the entire recorded version of this podcast cuz I don't edit the recording of this I just edit the audio so for the no filter of this podcast go to YouTube um I it literally might be the same exact thing but watch it on YouTube regardless because I want to start making money off of YouTube so go subscribe to me there if you literally love me all right let's get into this week intro let's get in the week intro how's everybody doing today all right I know I have a horrible British accent all my friends constantly remind me how terrible it is and I love them for that anyways um Okay, first things first is I got locked out of my Instagram this week and it was all my fault. But basically, there's this thing that if Instagram, I like changed my Instagram password and then like I logged in to see who was like on that app to see who like unfollowed me so I could unfollow a bunch of people, whatever. After that, it was like like the two step verification, like type in the code that we're sending you. And Instagram would not send me a fucking code. And I was like, okay, send me the code so I can type this in. And then I Instagrammed it. I mean, I Googled it. I mean, I TikToked it whatever I TikToked it and I was like what is this why does it keep telling me this and they were like oh it's because um you have Instagram blocked and like you don't know that but you do have Instagram blocked and people were like I have not been able to get into my account for months like what is this and um I did I had Instagram blocked and then I had to wait 24 hours and I then resent the code so I feel like if this has ever happened to you this can be helpful for you that's why I'm saying it I know it's like such first world problems where I'm like I logged on my Instagram account it's like literally who gives a fuck but I just wanted to let you guys know in case you deal with this situation because it was literally so annoying I was like why the where's the fucking verification code because it was not sending so that's that also you guys know my best friend Timmy Uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram or TikTok you don't but like Timmy's my best friend we both live in New York together one of my best friends and I introduced him to self-tanning this weekend like which it was weird for us to self-tan before we went out but we definitely did do that so I've been teaching him how to self-tan and now we're gonna have self-tanning nights where he just comes over and we tan each other and I think it's gonna be on Thursdays so that is what I want to do he's obsessed with self-tanning now that I introduced him to it but it was literally so funny because his roommate was just watching us being like what the fuck are you guys doing because we just stripped naked and we're like tanning each other with the gloves and everything and I was like um because we needed to be bronzed and glowing Tim is like my literal soulmate we just get each other and we just understand each other very well so that is that it was so fun to introduce Tim to self-tanning all right how do I feel about going home for Thanksgiving I don't want to go home I don't want to go home for Thanksgiving I'm so excited to see like my mom my sisters my cousins and um like I'm excited to see them but guys I was just back in Chicago in October which like it's been a month but it doesn't feel like it's been a month so I'm like okay I'm highly fucking annoyed that I have to go back there I don't know why but I just am I'm like I literally don't want to go back there but 
whatever is what it is going back to Chicago for the holidays and I have a lot planned I'm excited to see my best friends and just hang out with them and just have the time of my life but and I guess eat some fucking turkey at Thanksgiving but I actually don't eat the turkey at Thanksgiving I absolutely hate it anyways one year actually this is so random and funny my one aunt makes this really good like broccoli cheddar vegetable casserole kind of thing and one year my sister and I got in a full-on fight with my mother because my mother told her not to make it because it wasn't healthy and we like lost our fucking mind she was Lara was like why the fuck would you not why would you tell her not to make that like I don't understand why you would do that and my mom was like girls it's not that big of a deal were we a little bit high at that time yes this is back when I smoked we were a little bit high and I was like mom what the fuck like I might as well leave and my uncle was like looking at us like what is wrong with these two and Laura was like don't talk to me for the rest of the night mom over a broccoli cheddar casserole dish things get deep over there anyways that's it for my little random week intro let's oh my god my ex texted me you guys my ex texted me today I should have told you guys this he texted me and goes just bought my second Rolex. Wish you could have been there with me. First of all, this man, if I'm being honest, was very poor. So I don't understand where he got the funds for a second Rolex because those are like $50,000 watches. I know he's lying. I know he thinks this is a way just to get me back. And like he thinks I'm just gonna like jump into his arms because he's bought himself a Rolex. But at the end of the day, like that Rolex doesn't affect me. Like I didn't get a Rolex. So why would I give a fuck you know what I mean also what a weird thing to text somebody just wish you could have been there for purchasing my second Rolex and it's like um so yeah who texts somebody that wish you could have been there when I bought my second Rolex it's like wish you could have been there when we did not have to split the bill like this is the same man that was like let's split the bill uh towards the end of our relationship and I said I'm absolutely not doing that I'm absolutely never doing that if finances are a problem I'll take care of the bill okay but I'm not splitting shit with you like that's just not how this works and now he's buying himself a Rolex. I know it's a lie. I know it's a lie. It's like, babes, pay your taxes. Do not buy a Rolex. He never paid his taxes. Anyways, let's get into why I'm making this episode. I randomly get a lot of questions on finances. I don't really know why. You would never think of me as like that financial guru, but I, I kind of am. I kind of am. So... I'm going to give you my financial tips. I'm not a financial advisor. So if you don't like my tips, that's on you. This is just like what works for me. And I literally learned everything from my sister. My sister is like my financial advisor, but I just tend to not listen to her, if you know what I mean. So it's like, uh, you know, she advises me how to spend my money and how to save my money. And she's like taught me a lot of these tricks and like she's super successful. So I'm going to continue to listen to her somewhat like she was like you can only spend $200 a week and I'm like I do that on a Tuesday bitch that's that is not my vibe so let's get into some general points before this episode also like you're gonna hear me talk about stocks and stuff like that don't just jump into things because you hear me talk about it do your research I'm just sharing my experience I'm not a financial guru but I do save my money anyways so uh, some general points, I don't really believe in budgeting, like not my thing. I'm never going to limit myself and we'll get into that. Um, that doesn't mean I just spend whatever, but I'm like literally not going to restrict myself on things that I love to shop with. Like you're just not going to see me really do that. And I've definitely made a lot of mistakes financially. <laughs> and I've been financially supporting myself since I was 18 years old, kind of like 16 to 18. My mom still helped a little bit when I was 16, but like 18 was like the cutoff when she was like, ask me for a dime and I'm going to kill you. So it's like, okay, whatever. So 
I learned a lot from that and I've recovered from that. And now I'm at a point financially that I'm really proud of. So let's share my tips. Like I'm just like financially happy currently. You know what I mean? So let's get into credit cards and points. I'm newly obsessed with credit cards. Every guy that I talk to, like the first conversation I have with them is like, what's your credit limit? And it's not because I want to spend their money. It's genuinely because I'm curious. Even like my friends, I'm really big on that. I'm like, wait, what, what's your guys' credit limit? Like, can we go around the circle and everyone tell me their credit limits? Just because I'm like genuinely obsessed with that or like what credit cards they're using and then their credit scores. It's just been a new thing I've been extremely fascinated with. It's like, I'm like, hey, how are you? What is your credit score? I ask absolutely everybody their credit score and then I make it into a sick competition. Like, I'm literally not kidding you. The last guy I talked to, I was like, wait, what's your credit score? And he He's like, I'm at this. And I was like, oof, oof, I'm above you. It's like, bitch, you had a 585 two months ago. I don't know who you're fooling anyways. But I worked really hard on like building my credit up because I did not get a credit card until I was 22. I'm 23 years old. So that's really fucking weird, actually. Because my mom was like, you will go into debt. Like you specifically, Olivia, will go into debt. So like, don't get a credit card. And so that just terrified me. And I can't lie, like she's completely right. I could name like four times in my life that I would have went into like severe debt if I had a credit card, but like still I should have had one. So I was building credit, but I mean, I still was able to sign for my apartments regardless because I was making so much, but I literally just put everything on a debit card, which is dumb because you can get so many points for like little things depending on what credit card you get. So my mom also just wasn't a big credit card girly. So like I wasn't either. So my sister, who I look at as like my financial blueprint and where I learned everything, she's because she's very successful. So like I'm going to continue to learn from her. I'm like, I like what you do with your money. And yeah, so I'm like, oh, she's like, you need a credit card. And I'm like, oh my God, she has a point. So I ended up getting getting a credit card because the U.S. thought I was dead um, I don't know why I called him the U.S., but they genuinely thought I was dead. They were like, your credit score doesn't exist. And I'm like, bitches, I'm alive. Like, I should have at least like a 500. But like, they were like, you literally don't exist in the system. And I was like, this is fucked up. You credit cards, like if you spend a certain amount of money, you get a certain amount of points. We're going to talk about my credit card, for example. For dining out, I get a lot of cash back on that. So I use my credit card specifically, that specific credit card when I'm dining out because I just get so much cash back. So and points as well. So that's like a big thing for my credit card. So I highly recommend doing research on like the credit cards and shit like credit karma will be your best friend and we're going to talk about them shortly but yeah or like even I follow this girl on TikTok I don't remember her name but she tells me what to do with points and she tells me what credit cards to get because I just once I find something that I find a little bit fascinating I fixate and I'm like oh my god this is the best thing I've ever seen so yes Guys, get a credit card. Make sure everyone's having credit cards and make sure you're not going into debt. You're only supposed to use 30% of your credit card at all times. And I try and do that. And I'd be lying if I said I always do that. But if I ever use more than um, 30% of my credit card, I just pay it off immediately. I'm just like, okay, let's pay this off. So yeah, that's my little credit card speech. Okay, savings. I am a savings girly. Like a savings account gets me fucking horny. Like a, my savings account. Like I'm not, no one else is just literally my savings account. I love growing my savings. It's just like a layer of comfort for me. Or if I want to make a really big purchase, I know I have the money. So if I want to like pay for something on my credit card, 
I'm not going to make a huge purchase if I don't have that in my savings already. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like to live paycheck to paycheck. I like to live with a fat fucking savings account. That's kind of just my thing. So this is how, how I operate my savings to grow it as large as I can. So like the past six months, my biggest goal has been to grow my savings account because it was absolutely drained to death moving to New York City. I literally spent an insane amount of money. And I told you guys what I spent in like the last episode. So we're like two episodes ago. So I'm going to break down to you how when I'm like really stripped on like my savings account and I want to grow it super big, how I save everything and grow my savings account as large as it is. So let's say I make $1,200 weekly. First things, first thing I do with that money is I pay off my credit cards first because I'm trying to bro. Oh my God. Can I not fucking speak today? Since I'm trying to grow my credit too and like have a high ass fucking credit score so I can get an Amex. That's like the goal. Anyways, um, I pay off my credit cards bi-weekly. Like I like to make two payments and they're all in full right before, um, my, what's it called too? my like when it, the credit card statement is due I like to do two separate payments I don't know I heard one time it helps your credit and it has built my credit score pretty fast so I'm going to continue to do that so first things first I pay off my credit cards and that's never more than $500 because I don't have a large credit limit <laughs> the U.S. government was like this bitch will spend it all at the real real like let's not give her a large credit limit no but I didn't have a good credit score to start out with so they're not going to give me a large credit limit so Literally never more than $500. Like my last payment I did last week or this week was $200 that I just paid. So, which is literally nothing. So I like pay that off. And then depending on how much I have, so say it's a week that it's not, I'm not paying off my credit card, I'll put a thousand into my savings and then 200 into my debit, you know? And I'm just like, I can use that $200 a week, but I also am at zero on my credit cards so like I can use my credit cards all week as well so I'll put a thousand away and that always works for me like if I'm being like super strict on it I'm like that's perfectly fine I can live on 700 a week and I never really get to 700 a week either that's not normally what I spend but I'm either putting a thousand to seven hundred dollars in my saving per paycheck so by the end of the month I'll have saved like over four thousand dollars if I'm doing it that way no probably less probably like 3,500 depending on what my um credit card bills are one and then two what I'm making brand deal wise because you guys know Another part of my income is brand deals, social media, like that whole thing. So I like to put a large amount into my savings and it's never less than $700. Like $700 is like the lowest I'll go, but it's always going to be a big amount that's going into my savings weekly. And then this helps me grow my savings super large. Like I know I put a large amount away, but I really don't need more than $600 a week to live off of, which I think me a year ago would have been like, what are you spending? Like $600 a week? What the fuck are you spending? But I honestly do probably spend more than $600 a week if I'm being honest, because I don't know where the fuck my money goes, but we'll get into that in a different in the different section of this episode. So but here's the thing is how I work my brand deals as well, because I have to save for taxes. That's been a huge fight with my sister and I like we fight about taxes all the time. I'm like, I don't want to fucking pay these. And she's like, you have to. And if the IRS is listening, I am so excited to pay my taxes this year. I can't wait. So um, brand deals is a 1099 or whatever. So what I'll do is for a brand deal, immediately if I get paid for that, 
I will put half of that into my savings and half of that I spend or like it's in my spending money. So um, immediately, no matter how much the brand deal is, if it's $2,000, if it's like $500, half of it goes into my savings account. That's just always how I've done that. But let's say I make money from an acting job, which is completely different than a brand deal for me. This is like just an acting job that I've done. Let's say I made $3,500 from an acting job. I'll put $3,000 in my savings and I'll just have the $500 to spend. Or even if it's like $2,400, I put the $2,000 in my savings and then I just have like the $400. So whatever like the $100 mark is, I leave that, but the $1,000 I put in my savings. I don't know why, but... I try and save majority of what my acting deals are, but I also want to treat myself a little bit because I got an acting deal. So I should just uh, treat myself, duh. And yeah, so then I just spend that on whatever I want. Like I am not a financial advisor. This is just what I do. And this is what I do when I really want a fat savings account. And like I'm, and it doesn't feel like budgeting to me or limiting whatsoever because I always know I can dip into my savings if I need to but I rarely ever do that. I just like to grow my savings account. So this is what I do. And I'm totally fine with living off of 600 to 800 a week. I think that's like completely fine for me to live off of. Probably less. Wait, what is like six? Okay, no, yeah, six to 800 a week. Okay, so that's that. But this is just how I do it. I'm not saying do this, but like do it. And then I pay my bills through my savings, but... So like my rent's $2,000. So once that rent payment goes out, I make sure to like save extra so I can build my savings back up. You know what I mean? That'll be like I'm saving a thousand instead of 700 kind of thing. So yeah, let's get into stocks and the stock market. I bet you bitches didn't know I'm a whore for a good stock. So I like investing in stocks because I like making money off of my money. So instead of just letting my money sit in a savings account, I like to invest a decent amount of what I make or what I have into stocks. But listen how I got into this. In quarantine, I did so much research about stocks and I learned how to like the stock market works. I learned how to do stocks. I learned how to buy, trade, sell, all of those things. I did so much research and just like took all the notes in the entire world. And at the time I was working for like a really successful woman, like she made all of her money off of stocks. And she was telling me, she was like, okay, The Motley Fool, which is like, um, it's like a newspaper, but it's a subscription base. It can be kind of expensive. She was like, yeah, I think it is a little bit expensive. I don't remember how much it was for like a yearly membership, but um, they predicted huge stocks such as like Chipotle, Netflix, these ginormous stocks, even Shopify. And I had like such a horrible experience with Shopify that I'm going to tell you guys about because it's like literally so annoying to me. Anyways, she was like, get them. They do everything you need to know because like if I'm investing into a stock, I'm investing a lot of money and I should be aware of what that stock is like probably weekly and what everything that's happening. So there's like things like how much of this, where's the CEO putting his money? Like where's all this stuff happening? Because the one thing you don't want to happen is the stock to go bankrupt because you won't make any money off of your money. You want to know when to pull out of the stock. You want to know all these things. And the Motley Fool covered all of that. So I got a Motley Fool subscription and every day my routine would be the exact same and it would be like coffee, Motley Fool, gym. And that's just kind of what it was. It was like coffee, Motley Fool, emails, gym. And so, yeah. 
I bought a membership, shared it with my sister and my cousin because we were all really into stocks at the time and they just cover every single thing that I need to know. So I really like that because I'm not, I don't have the time to do the research of where the fuck the CEO is spending the money of the stock that I bought kind of thing and I should be so beyond aware. Also, I'm not a huge news girly like and that's not the best thing for me to ever admit but that's my truth. So they're up to date with the news like, hey, we're about to hit a recession, pull like updating me on things like this stock's going to do horrible, this stock's going to do amazing, things that I definitely need to know. So yeah. And so it just also like it helps me decide what stocks I want to buy from. And they have like podcasts and stuff. They're really great to listen to. And this is just kind of like a branch off of my stock research. So I did all my stock research and then I did what stocks to purchase from the Motley Fools. Like they really did help me with that. So I have bought all of my stocks that I currently am invested in and I have definitely listened to The Motley Fool for some like beautiful advice because also like my whole family's into stocks and trading so I will get like a phone call from my mom being like invest in this and it's like does the bitch know what she's talking about let me check The Motley Fool you know what I mean so they also like this was so annoying right when I started um what's it called The Motley Fool they were like invest in Shopify immediately. And I was like, I'll wait. The stock right now is at like $100. Like I'll wait until it goes down so I can buy more shares for my money. Within that week, I saw Shopify like skyrocket through the fucking roof before Shopify was like what Shopify is now. This was like two, three years ago. This was three years ago. Wait, that's insane. I'm so fucking old. Anyways, I saw Shopify literally just skyrocket through the roof. And if I had just made the decision one day sooner, I would have collected my fucking coin from Shopify because I'm sure their stock is like absolutely insane right now. Alexa, what is Shopify's stock at? As of 2.54 p.m. Eastern, Shopify traded at 38 US dollars. Oh, so that's actually really horrible. That's really horrible. But stocks up go up and down. And that's like the one thing you need to learn about stocks is like if you think the money's like so down below, like don't touch it. Like you're not supposed to pull out of the stocks like anytime soon. So whatever. And I'm probably like not even describing it in the best way possible, but like do your research. So the way I knew how to put how much money I was putting in stocks, I'm going to tell you guys how I knew this. So I would put 5% of my monthly income into E-Trade. E-Trade is what I use to buy my stocks. I also use Robinhood, but E-Trade I really do love because it's just like super easy. So E-Trade has like a little bank system, not like a bank system, but just like where I can keep my money. So 5% of my monthly income was going into E-Trade. And then at the end of that month, I would use however much was in my monthly income. And I would invest that into stocks that I really wanted to see do well or like invest my money in. So I've never bought a stock for less than $500. If you want to see any return or investment on your stocks, you're going to have to put more than just $500 into the stock. And yeah, to even make anything from them, like you need to put a good amount of money in. So I did take a break from stocks. Like I still have, I'm still invested, but I did take a break from buying because I spent so much fucking money moving to New York City and I wanted to build my savings account back up. But I plan to come back into stocks and like invest even more during the recession, which you're probably like, wait, what? But that is a good time to invest in the right stocks and just like motley fool the shit out of it anyways and do my research all over again. But like do your research because there's so much more I know that I'm not sharing just because of like time. Like we're literally about to hit 30 minutes and I'm not even done. And It's like, just do more research than me telling you guys what to do on this podcast. But 
literally invest your money into stocks because and do it as young as you can if you're making like a good amount of money and do it with the correct stocks because that is a huge way that I've seen myself make money off of my money. So highly recommend. But here's the thing. I'm invested into long-term investments. I'm going to tell you guys a quick little fucking story of time about the time I decided to do day trading on accident. So day trading is like insanity. It's like you have to be on your laptop 24-7 watching the price. And like, I don't like that. Like, let me put my money into my stocks. And in three years, I'm going to see what the fuck is happening. So my cousin and I, we got into stocks together and we were doing personal training with our trainer during quarantine. And he was talking to us about stocks and he was like, yeah, JCPenney is about to go bankrupt, which was like a great time to buy because the stock was about to go up like a lot before the bankruptcy or whatever. And we were like, oh my God, okay, let's like, let's invest. And we didn't know this was a day trading thing. So when we invested in this, we were like, okay, yeah, let's invest. Are you fucking kidding? Like three to five years, I'm going to see the results of this because we were used to long-term investments. So I put in like, I think we both put in like $500 and we're like, see you later. And then we realized this was a day trading thing, which meant we had to be on our laptops or on our phones watching that stock like a fucking hawk or we were going to lose everything. Like we were going to lose every single penny that we put into JC fucking penny. So because also $500 was like not that much money because people were going to make so much off of this. But we literally didn't know it was a day thing. Like I didn't know. I was like, whatever, I'll just throw 500 in. Like it's no big deal. We'll just see like what it does in three to five years. And then our trainer was like, no, no, it's like a day trading thing. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Her and I were on FaceTime nonstop. I was nannying at the time. I was making pancakes with my laptop open on Robinhood, watching the numbers like go up and down just so I could break even and just like make the 500 that I put in. And she was like, it's going down. It's going down. And I was like, I'm going to lose $500 at this point when I was projected to make like a lot more. And I was like, holy shit. So it was the most stressful thing I think I've ever done in my entire life. Just watching the stock go up and down like that and realizing that I could lose a good amount of money. And it wasn't even like 500 is not that much to put into a stock whatsoever. But just I didn't know it was fucking day trading where I could just lose it like that. But we ended up breaking even. And I think actually I made probably like an extra hundred, which I was like, I just want to break even. But it was literally the most stressful thing ever. And I will never day trade in my entire life. And you guys can look up the difference between day trading and long-term investments and like do your research, but you will never catch me day trade again in my life because it was so fucking difficult. All right, let's talk about cutting costs or like budgeting that whole thing. I don't believe in like don't buy Starbucks if you want to save money. Like that makes no sense. Why would I do that? That makes me happy. So there's little things that make me happy like a Starbucks coffee or coffee in general makes me fucking happy. And if that's going to get me through the damn day, I'm going to buy it. Like I don't believe in budgeting like that where my sister's like you spend too much on coffees and it's like that is like a pill to me, bitch. Like that makes me happy. So I'm never going to tell you not to spend on something, but I will say to give yourself a limit. Like my Starbucks limit is $25 a month. I reload the card with $25 a month and I'll probably have another $20, $25 to spend on other coffees a month, such as like wherever else. But I also have a coffee machine at home. Like I have an espresso at home. I could just make them an espresso, but it just hits different when it's from somewhere else. So I just give myself a limit. It's like, okay, I'm not spending more than $50 on coffee this month. Like I'm just not 
doing that. So I'll give myself a limit, but I'll never restrict. And let's say I spend $60. I'm not going to fucking die because of it because it's not that big of a deal. Like if these are little things that make me happy, like that $7 latte is going to get me through the damn day if if I'm having a bad day or if I just want a coffee regardless, I'm going to get the $7 latte. So I'd literally rather get another job than cut the cost on things that make me happy. Like I love nice dinners. I'll spend two to $500 on those Okay, I'll spend, I realize my mother listens to this, I'll spend two to $300 on those weekly. I live in New York City. Everything's super expensive and I love to go to nice dinners. That's just a big thing my friends and I love to do. We love a good nice dinner. And I don't care about spending my money on things like that because like, it's just an experience. Like I'm paying for an experience. I love that. I love to go to nice dinners with my friends. I'm not going to cut costs on something so little as just like a nice dinner and like budget myself and be like, I can only go out once this week unless I'm like really taking a hitting. Um, and like I need to save more money. Then I'll be like, okay, Livy, you're only doing one dinner a week instead of four. Like we're only doing one a week and you're going to but I'm never going to go to the dinner and be like, oh, I can't get a glass of wine. That's too expensive. Like, no, I just will do one dinner a week instead of like three to four. You know what I mean? Like that is how I'll budget. I never am like, oh my God, I can't spend that because I don't like thinking like that. I just never really have. So yeah. Also, this is like another thing I look at. Like I don't spend any money on clothes because I get all my clothes sent to me. So I'm not spending like six to $800 a month on clothing. Like I feel like normal girls my age are because everything literally gets sent to me and I'm lucky enough to get brand deals that cover the cost of all of those. And that's that. So I'm like, oh, I can spend more on this specific thing because I'm spending less on this thing. And that's just how I look at it. Um, but yeah, also it's like I'll spend 202 to $300 a month on workout classes slash the gym. That's always just been kind of my thing because I love health and fitness, but like I'm investing into myself. Like if I don't get a workout in, I'm a crazy fucking bitch and like literally who wants to deal with that? So like, let me get my workout in. And like, that is something that it's like an investment for myself. I'm, I don't look at that as spending like an insane amount of money because I'm investing in myself and my mental health. And also like, I don't Uber, so I can spend the money on like $300 a month on gym, the gym and like workout classes and stuff like that. So that's just kind of how I look at it because I just don't love budgeting. Like my sister really tried to put me on a budget and I was like, absolutely fucking not. Like, do you know who I am? I'm not going to do that. But I'm also not going to let myself spend an amount of money that is insane yes I will I don't know why I said that I just know I have a number comfortable in my savings if I go below that number I'm gonna like that's I need to like check things a little bit in my life so yeah or a certain amount of times that I'm like pulling out of my savings I try and never pull out of my savings and if I see myself pulling out I'm like bitch maybe don't spend that much so yeah Also, it's like my money that I work hard for, like I'm going to spend it on what the fuck I want. Like I'm financially independent. Why would I not spend my money on things that I want to spend my money on? Like I work my ass off for a reason and it's to spend $200 on a sushi dinner once in a while. Okay, so like fuck off. Here are some great apps that I love to use for finances and stuff like that. I love them, but I hate that Mint. Mint is a great app. They notify me 24-7. They're like, did you purchase something big? And it's usually like my rent. And I'm like, fuck off, Mint. Like, why did you have to remind me that I just spent like two grand on my rent? Like, I don't want to deal with that right now. And but then I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of nice. And they also show me where all my money is going because I was truly confused where all my money went. I was like, where is this going? And then it's like, Livy, you spent $600 at Whole Foods last month. 
I don't even shop at Whole Foods that much. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but it really just did. It's down the block from my apartment. It's so convenient. So I was like, what the fuck? And it really just adds up so quickly. Like $20 here and there can somehow (laughs) end up to $600 at Whole Foods also. So I also like it because I can put like a savings goal with them and like budgeting goals with them as well if I'm like into budgeting or whatever. And they just keep track of everything. But I really love Chase Savings because Chase Savings or like Chase in general, tracking how much I spend with them I really like because they're super accurate and it's like it breaks it down into categories. It's kind of the same thing as Mint, but it's like everything I'm spending is really going through my Chase account so I can see all these transactions and make sure that I'm the one that's making these transactions is another thing. But also it's like so fucking painful to see it's like it tells me how much I bring in. I'm like, oh, what a great month. And then it's like, oh, but this is how much you spend. And it's like, Livy, why the fuck did you spend that insane amount of money? But I brought in a lot, but I spent a fuck ton. So it's like, whatever is what it is. We'll all find the balance that we need. Also, Credit Karma. They keep me up to date with my credit score. You guys know I'm horny for a credit score and I love my credit score in general. Also, I literally got scammed a couple months ago. Like I accidentally gave a man my social security in the front and back of my license, whatever. I thought I got a job I didn't get. And he literally obviously wanted that so he could open up like a credit card account. And it's like jokes on you, bitch. Like they're literally not going to give it to you because my credit score was so horrible. So I had to put a freeze on in Credit Karma and transaction TransUnion, I believe. I had to put a freeze on. So every time an account opens, I get notified and Credit Karma is like really good at that. So I was able to set up that freeze with them. They also just email me all the time. They're like, congratulations, your credit score has gone up. And I'm like, ah, like I literally love that so much. So, and they can help you build credit and they let you know what credit cards are best for you. So if you're starting out with credit cards and stuff, get a Credit Karma account and it'll show you everything that you need to know. And literally none of this is sponsored. I don't do sponsors on the podcast. So none of that's sponsored. E-Trade, I talked about them quickly because... This is where all of my trading is done. I just like it. It's easy to use. I also do use Robinhood. I don't really love Robinhood, but like, like whatever. I just feel like it's a little harder to use. It's, I don't know. I just don't love it. I just like E-Trade a lot more. Here is some like financial advice I have, but it's like on my woo-woo shit. It's like on my spiritual shit, but it literally works for me. So Super spiritual of me to say, but the more I worry about the money, the less I attract it. So the more I'm like, oh my God, I just can't believe I spent that amount. Like the more I feel like I'm resisting money coming in for me. So I also do a money spell every month and it always works. Like I don't, it's just, I do a little money spell. (laughs) My roommate and I last month both brought in like a lot of money. She got a new job and I also worked this huge like gig and got a great brand deal so it's like I love a little money spell anyways but yeah I'm not going to sit and stress about what I owe or what I don't have um I also don't owe anything that's a really good thing I don't have student loans sorry that's so random I'm gonna be grateful for what I do have and I feel like the tighter I hold on to my money the less I attract it so the more like "Mm, I can't spend that that's too much money like the less I'm attracting money coming in so like money is energy and you just need to have a positive energy around money which is hard I know like it's really difficult to have a positive um vibe around money like even growing up my dad was super super successful did really really well and then I watched him lose it all so I was holding on to money really tightly for a lot like a huge part of my life and I also spent thirty thousand dollars like of my savings within a year and like watched that all go away and literally had like four thousand dollars to my name so like I've seen money go super quickly in several different circumstances and I've also seen me 
make a lot of money back, you know? Like, I've definitely been like, oh, and then hit, like, financial goals, especially for my age that are pretty huge. So the one thing I feel like I've learned from all of that is, like, don't let how your parents view money be the way you view money as well. Because my mom still will be like, I can't believe you're spending that. It's like, fuck off, bitch. I'm fine, you know? And even if I'm not, it's my money. I have to figure that out regardless. And also, making mistakes with your money is the best way to learn how to not make that mistake again. So, yeah. It's just energy. So try to just have the best energy around it. And I feel like it's a really positive shift that you'll see in how much you bring in, which you're like, that's insane, but it's so fucking true. All right, you guys, follow me and watch this on She Is Livy YouTube channel. Also follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, obviously, at She Is Livy. I love all of you. Let's be rich bitches together. Bye.